Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Sports podcast. And on today's podcast, we get into how Russ wants to leave the Houston Rockets. From there, we go to how Chris Paul is somehow, people are saying, heading to the Phoenix Suns. That'd be kind of nice. We talk about that. And then from there, we go about how our boy Fred Van Vliet is actually saying that he wants to get the bag. He wants to make money. He doesn't really care about a championship anymore, sort of. And then from there, we talk about NFL, obviously. And then at the end, we just have a little discussion. Hopefully, you guys enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Process Sports Radio. Once again, we have more than sports ball rides in the building. Today, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff, NFL talk, some big news out of the NBA lately, and some whatever other stuff we might come up and think about. But first of all, before we get into it, make sure you follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever. And if you know the drill, follow us on all our, so- our social media platforms. Plus, subscribe to all of our, our uh, audio formats, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts. But... Ball Roger, man, let's go right into it. Let's talk about the NBA, the most pressing issue right now in the NBA. So it came out today that Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston. What are your immediate thoughts about that? Well, I think he was tired of uh, James Harden's iso ball at the left corner and just they had to revamp the entire offense because they couldn't play with the center because Russell isn't a shooter. As we saw, the Lakers leave him wide open during the, uh, the playoffs. So I think he just realized Dan Tony's gone. They're... Uh, one hell of a GM is gone as well. Daryl Morey. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and the rumors is that he wants to go to either, what was it, the Lakers, the, what was the other teams you were listing? The Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, or the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I have my personal favorites for him to go is either the Bucks. Bucks could really use Russell Westbrook. Him and Giannis as a tandem is like, the biggest dogs you'll probably ever meet in the NBA if people love The biggest non-shooting dogs you'll ever meet, too. Yeah. And then, as much as I hate the Clippers, uh, it makes perfect sense because the Clippers lack that leadership. And uh, I guess they'll just have another dog, and I guess he'll just beef people up, I guess. Like, hey, Kawhi, don't be doing this. Yeah. yeah, so I guess that's my thought on it so far. I mean, for me personally, I do think that, yeah, the Clippers would work or – uh, I, I, he's not going to the Lakers. Like I don't think I don't see the Lakers happening whatsoever. They just they don't, cap sp- they don't need him, nor they do they have the cap space or the assets required to get him. Right? Um, for me though, like I think like Milwaukee. Yeah, um, I I kind of think like him on a team like the Knicks. Right? Because like if you think about it, right? At the end of the day, it looks like Houston's kind of blowing blowing itself up now. It's they're kind of done. I think. Ship Westbrook to New York. He can be the big star and the big star in New York and stuff like that. Kind of revive that franchise. I they are the so. Knicks, right? Maybe he could be an attractive to some free agents to come and play for them, right? Uh, I would say the Knicks uh, for Russell, um, but like I said, I don't think him on the Clippers would work whatsoever because there's one ball. And you saw the PG and the PG and Russ experiment before; it didn't work out before. Now you're saying it's going to work because Kawhi is it, who's another ball dominant guy, right? So, I don't think any Los Angeles team is going to work for him. Um, Milwaukee, yes. But then again, you both guys can't shoot the ball. And what happens in the playoffs? You need guys that can shoot the ball, right? Spacing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I definitely think that it's going to be interesting to see what teams are interested in Russell, Russell Westbrook. Because, like he said, not only is he he's a great player, Hall of Fame player, of course. One of the best players of our generation, right? 
but he has his flaws and he also has a very big contract for the next two years, right? So it's going to be interesting to see who can take on that cap space and who will have the right assets to, you know, trade for him. Valid. I mean, the Knicks is a good place for Russell to go just because I guess the Knicks don't really attract superstars. I mean, the last superstar they had was Carmelo Murray and Carmelo. That really didn't work. I feel like they always get superstars like later in their career. At the end of their career, which I mean, what Russell was kind of the tail end of his prime right now right yeah and as a new york knicks fan are you really excited to have russell westbrook on your team i mean if you're just a casual fan i guess yeah because it fills the i mean if i'm a russell. knicks fan right if i'm a knicks fan i haven't had a nothing to cheer about for a very long time right so having russell westbrook would be better than nothing right at least you have something in the building right it's a low-key like false hope though but um i guess i mean we some of us are like true diehard fans and like new york knicks have like probably one of the hardest dying hard fan bases. of course man their fan base is like i feel so bad for their fan base sometimes man because like if i think if new york if the knicks were relevant and a good franchise it would elevate the nba even more because then you would have like no two superpowers like two really good teams in new york and la right we had that could you imagine like a new york knicks and an la lakers final that'd be the yeah. biggest thing in sports right you crazy, right? Just like a yeah. Dodgers-Yankees World Series or something like that, right? Yeah. But going back to the Knicks thing, how wouldn't it be kind of interesting to see like Russ, KD in uh, in New York going at it like that? That'd be, I think that'd, yeah. that'd be pretty cool to see, right? Now I know they kind of squashed that whole beef, but I kind of like to see that rivalry go at it because you know Russ is going to try to you know make sure that you know the Knicks are relevant and stuff like that. And I think you know what if he could do a solo act like that in OKC leading into the playoffs, I think he could potentially drag them to the playoffs in the east possibly yeah i guess i guess if you're a new york knicks fan and you just want the attention you get russell westbrook and you might be able to sign somebody that's like i mean i feel like russell westbrook is like respected by many nba players just because of the way he plays so i guess a lot of players might want to play with him except for like kevin durant and um (laughs) Otherwise, I think, like, if I'm a diehard Knicks fan, I don't want to sign Russell Westbrook because it just fucks up what we're trying to been doing for the last 10 years. We sign these tail-end career superstars, and then it just fucks us up for the next five years. But the real, real talk, though, like, the Knicks have been in a like, absolute dysfunctional mess for the last 20 years, bro. Like, they've been garbage. Like, I was watching... um, the Stefan Marbury documentary on Netflix, Kid from Coney Island. Yeah. And just see how, like, that organization just took his, took him and just ruined him even more. Like, yeah. the man literally went crazy and had to go to China, bro. Like, yeah. and Stefan Marbury was a sick, sick player, bro. Yeah, he was. He's the 2000s player. But yeah. as you can say the same thing about Melo, though. Like, low-key. Um, yeah. They, man, they had Melo maybe in his, like, remember that 2013 season? Where they was were it 2012 like, or 2013 where they went against uh, Miami in the playoffs, right? Yeah, and then uh, the, uh, 2012, I think uh, Melo was actually, the 2013, I believe he was actually a candidate. 2013, 2012, one of those years, yeah. And then they lost against the Pacers in the semifinals. Uh, but yeah, that team was actually pretty good, and that was the first time I'm like, maybe the New York Knicks are going down the right path, but they signed Melo to a Supermax contract, and then Nobody really wanted to come over, and they signed like Gallinari and like these role type of players. And then they then they traded, of course, they traded Porzingis. Yeah. Uh, then now like KD, they every year new free agent is gonna come. We're gonna get this person, this person, this person. Yeah, it just doesn't work. The person never comes, right? Yeah. Um, another point guard, right? I put this up in my poll today. Yeah. I was to ask people, who would you rather have as a point guard of your team, Chris Paul, because he's in trade rumors right now too, or Russell Westbrook? 
I think we mean you both agree it's it's Chris Paul you'd rather have as your point guard of your team, yeah. right? Like he's I think like he's the point he's the point guard, right? So I mean, yeah. even at his advanced age, I think Chris Paul has more value than Russell Westbrook right now, even though he does make more money, right? Yeah, honestly, I felt as if if Chris Paul was just a bit taller, because Chris Paul is somewhat undersized for like he's a floor general, but he's, he's somewhat general. undersized for a point guard in my opinion. So let's just put him at like a six, like a Magic Johnson height. I think Chris Paul would probably be the best point guard, maybe all time, if he had that height. Again, you can't teach height, so it doesn't really matter. But I'm just saying if he was taller, I feel like Chris Paul probably would have had a ring. And uh, yeah, I guess Chris Paul, I think we should we just transition to Chris Paul since we're already on him. Did we, did we, did we get to see who you, who's your pick for Russell Westbrook? Uh... I, I, I low-key hope he goes to the Milwaukee Bucks just because I guess they'll have two of the best drivers to the rim in the league. But if, okay, let me ask you this. If Russ goes to the Bucks, right, yeah. what are you having to give up? You're probably going to give up Middleton. Bledsoe. 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 Not yeah. Middleton? You're not going to give up Middleton? I don't think, uh, you, there's no shot you give up. Bledsoe and Militant for Chris Paul. If I'm, if the Bucks do that, then, then why would the Rockets make that deal then? Because the, apparently mean, James Harden is still committed to. Well, no, no, no Ro- the, the, the Rockets. The, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, see, Thunder. We're talking about Chris Paul, right? <laughs> no, we're talking, about, we're talking about Russell Westbrook, bro. We're talking about Russell oh, Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Oh, yeah, Where Martin do you want Hull. him to go? I said I wanted him to go to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks, right? Yeah. So that's what I was saying. Like, if the Rockets trade for. If the Bucks trade from there to give up what? Probably Middleton or Middleton or Bledsoe, one of the two. I, I'd rather so much rather give up Bledsoe than Middleton. Plus, plus, of course you would. But then, that's what I was saying. Like James Harden is still in Houston, right? He apparently yeah. he's committed to Houston and yeah. he wants to win still. Yeah. Why would they? You'd have to be like a star for star swap. Wouldn't it have to be one? You wouldn't. Want, I don't think Bledsoe. I really makes don't. Bledsoe think makes. Russell Westbrook is a superstar. I think he's a star, and there's a difference between I think those two. I mean, if I'm in Milwaukee, I'm trying to give up Bledsoe because Bledsoe really hasn't worked Bledsoe's, out. Yeah, in, of course. Really in Milwaukee, to be honest. But Bledsoe and Russell Westbrook's talent, the disparity between them is huge, though, right? Like It is, but I, I mean, if you're telling me to choose between Bledsoe and Russell Westbrook, I mean, for me, I'd be like, I really don't want to choose. I'd rather just have either because I think they're on the same level, in my opinion. That's a big, that's yeah. a big out there, but like... Russ can't really shoot. I saw him in the Lakers series. The Lakers were like daring him to shoot, and he couldn't make a shot. Okay. Bledsoe's kind of been the same too, where like yeah. everybody goes under his screen, and it's like yeah, okay. Bledsoe. Like Bledsoe, I think the definite thing with Eric Bledsoe is this: like he's got so much talent, but I yeah. think he just for whatever reason his games never really improved. Like you look at him from the Clippers to the Suns to the Bucks now. His game has everybody. He has like that all-star potential, that all-star yeah. talent level, but he's just never taken it to the next level, right? And like you said, he's floundered in Milwaukee like that because yeah. he just doesn't have the talent. He doesn't. I don't know. What, I don't know what it is, situation-wise yeah. or whatever. He's just not reaching that full capability. Yeah. Um. But let's go into Chris Paul then. Okay. So Chris Paul looks like he might go to Phoenix or something like that. Is Chris Paul a good fit in Phoenix? And if he is, goes to Phoenix, does that make them a playoff team in the West? Well, you have to look at it this way, I think. What's Is there similarities between Chris Paul and Steve Nash? Do you think so? Yeah, certain similarities, yeah. Well, what, are, what are the similarities that you would see between Chris Paul and Steve I would Nash? say like their basketball IQ, the way they can see the court, yeah. um, the way that like we said floor general, right? Now, yeah. I do think Chris Paul is a little bit more of a pure scorer yeah, than Steve Nash too. was, yeah. but Steve Nash is a better playmaker, in my opinion. Yeah. Chris Paul is a better handle, right? Yep. 
Um, so there is similarities there, but there are some, some differences. But yes, I would definitely say there's some, a lot of similarities between the two players. Yeah, so I guess like Steve Nash came to Phoenix when he was kind of like somewhat, he had uh, injury problems from the Mavericks. Yeah, but he was, he was still in his prime though, I think. Steve Nash you was think so? prime. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Chris Paul really, yeah, he's kind of like fell off, but not that much to the point because he's a really smart player. Well, Chris Paul had a resurgence I, last year, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I guess like him going to Phoenix will probably make Devin Booker like work a little bit better, harder, and then he'll like give him like his inside information of how to run a team. And then Aiton, I th- I'm really high on him because I think he's he's been a monster. But uh, I guess him and that pick and roll would be nice. And then you just got Book just being the ISO scorer that they just need, like the Kobe that it is, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess D'Antoni's not there. I guess that would have been cool to see D'Antoni back in Phoenix. But um, yeah. Monty actually, Williams is the coach right now. Yeah. I Chris honestly, Paul likes him a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Monty Williams and Chris Paul go back in New Orleans way back yeah. in the day. If you think New Orleans days, yeah. yeah. So I think Chris Paul would be a great fit on, on the Phoenix Suns. Are they going to be like a threat to the top five teams in the – in the West, maybe if if like Devin Booker takes the next level stuff, as we saw in the bubble, Devin Booker was just saucing everybody up. I remember that one shot he hit against uh, the Clippers, the Clippers. Where Kawhi and PG were just like, "Damn, this this is a bad bro." And I guess I, I it all depends on Devin Booker because Chris Paul will make them have that like leadership, make everybody better. If Devin Booker takes the next step and we see him like turn into like a James Harden, maybe or even better, we then I can't say right. <laughs> Yeah, I can see what you're saying, but in my like in my personal opinion, I don't think it makes instead of them being the tenth seed, they might be the seventh seed, right? Yeah. I just see I don't I don't I see them still in the that fringe that fringe playoff team area just because of how deep the Western Conference is, right? So if you run up from the top, of course you got the Lakers, right? Yeah. You got the Nuggets, Clippers, Clippers, Clippers Utah, Portland, Portland, will Portland, yeah. Dallas is gonna get better, bro. Dallas is. Gonna, so that's what is that seven eight teams right there? Store Chris Paul on Dallas, Golden State Warriors. <laughs> what about them? Yeah. They're gonna be up there, right? Like so, there, there's eight teams right there, bro. And then even then, you got New Orleans, right? Yeah. Phoenix, Sacramento, right? You have all these teams in the mix where um, there's so many, so many, so many teams in the West. The West is so loaded, bro. Like, um, for example, we were talking about Russell Westbrook. If Westbrook goes to the Clippers or to a team out west, like stays in out west, like you're telling me that doesn't elevate the Clippers to another level, right? Yeah, and stuff like that. So like I, it's so much star power. There's so many pieces in the West that make it so much more intriguing. Um, so as great as Chris Paul is, and as great as you know, he had a comeback season. He's the point god, right? Yeah. Um, I just don't see him in Phoenix with that young team. Yes, you're absolutely right with Devin Booker. Devin Booker is. As Drake said, wet like book, dude. He fucking yeah. gets buckets like nobody else. Like he can give you buckets like it's nobody's business, right? Yeah. But I just don't think that a team like Phoenix has that experience or the necessary skill level to compete with everybody in the West, right? I have a question for you then. Shoot. Hypothetically, you're uh, I love hypotheticals. Though, let's just say Chris Paul is on the Phoenix Suns, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he took OKC to the fourth seed this year, which is just insane if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, is the OKC team better than the Phoenix Suns team if Chris Paul is just in the middle and he hasn't chose a team yet? Which team is better? If you put Chris Paul in the Suns, the Suns are better because the Suns are Devin Booker. Yeah. Right? So but, yeah. but I think this year, the whole wild card is this, man. Like you have... The Warriors. The Warriors. The Warriors, the Warriors are the wild card of the of this whole thing. They're going to... 
messed it all up again because yeah. look, they're going to be back in the playoffs regardless, right? Yeah. Who's going to come out? Okay, see, looks like it's going to come out, yeah. right? Utah might trade Rudy Gobert, right? They might lose some pieces. They might take a step back, right? Yeah. But then, like I said, you have young teams like Phoenix, like New Orleans, like, you know, Sacramento, right? Yeah. San Antonio is always kicking around somehow, some way, right? So, I mean, like, it's it's not a foregone conclusion that Chris Paul – like, I was listening to something to some people today saying that the Chris Paul is going to make the Suns a title contender. I was like, what? It happens. It's the narrative, bro, right? It's, yeah, I'm like, how do you come to this narrative where yeah. Chris Paul is going to take a 10th seed in the West to become a championship? He's not LeBron James where he can take that that team, drag a team that high up. And he might drag him to the playoffs, like I said, but he's not going to drag him to the finals, bro. Like, yeah. the West is a deep conference, man. Uh, like I said, it. I think it all depends on uh, Book because if Book can go up to that next level where – I've been waiting for like the last three years to be like, remember when Devin Booker dropped that like crazy 70 point game and we're just yeah, like, oh, like yeah, Boston, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the second coming of Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. And ever since that, I mean, I really haven't seen him be like elite. I mean, he is elite in scoring. He's elite. But... He's an elite scorer, but he's not, a, he doesn't take that to that elite level game consistently. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Like Devin Booker's with the skill set to be one of the best players in the league. Yeah. Bar. His, his his shooting form is butter, dude. You can yeah. handle it. You can also take it to the rim too, right? Book's got the full offensive arsenal on him, right? He's been playing in a system in an area in Houston where it's been so bad, right? Yeah. I, and he's I, just been just he doesn't get the exposure that he deserves, right? Yeah. But other than Drake, but yeah. Other than Drake, <laughs> right? But well, that was the whole Kentucky thing, right? But yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if Devin Booker can take that next step. Right now he's young man. He's like only twenty, what twenty four? Yeah, yeah. So I he, he has yeah. twenty three, twenty four. Right. He if he takes that next step and Chris Paul's there to help guide that team, I can totally see something. And if they get a couple of pieces, right, a hundred percent, right. But here's the thing: you're not going to be better than those big dogs in the West, man. There's still those big dogs in the West are still going to be there, right? Yeah. Denver is going to get better. I think yeah. Dallas is going to get. Dude, I really think Dallas is going to get better. And one thing I want to say to everybody is watch out for this. The Dallas Mavericks are going to be a sleeper team for Giannis next year, bro. Yeah. Apparently, the Warriors are, like, preparing to sign him too, though. Every team's preparing to sign him. But I'm saying, like, I definitely think if Giannis, Luka, and Porzingis on a team, it's a wrap, dude. It's a wrap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Laker fans everywhere. Giannis, Luka, Porzingis. Bro, they ain't even American. Exactly, that'll be the best thing. They're not even American, but wrap up the title, man. Just give it to yeah. Dallas, right? But um, yeah, man. Like I think, I think Chris Paul. I'd love to see Chris Paul in Philadelphia. Yeah, that would that, with I mean, him Chris and Paul, Chris Paul. You is could such put like Chris Paul any team, on any team. Yeah, you could put him on any team, and he'd make it work because the way he plays, right? Yeah, you could put him on any team, and it would and it would work, right? Yeah, it's not like you know how we say like you build a system around LeBron. Yeah. You put Chris Paul in a system, he learns the system, and he be, incorporates it into yeah, the he's game. Right? He's he's a, type of guy. Exactly, but he's like the he's one. He's a quintessential point guard, bro. Like he will. Yeah. He is what I think every kid who wants to be a point guard in the NBA would want to be. Yes, all the new guards are big scoring guards. And they put up big yeah. stats, right? But if you look at the true definition of a point guard, that's Chris Paul. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I was going to quickly say something before we end this topic. Uh, remember when Chauncey Billups went to the Denver Nuggets? Yeah. 
Wait, and he, then in 2009, I was, he went in OA, I believe. In 2009, they went to the Western Conference Finals. And Melo said that Chauncey was like a huge uplifting person where he taught him everything. And like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. Low-key, our boys, Chris Paul, could have that effect on Devin Booker. Because they're both scorers, they're both bucket getters. And you know what? Here's the thing. Like, when Chauncey Phillips went to Denver, he had that championship experience in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that forced Melo to think like, okay, yeah. this guy knows what he's talking about, right? Like he was a finals MVP. He's won a title. He went to another finals with Detroit, right? He, they yeah. call him Mr. Big Shot for a reason, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's exactly what the guy like Devin Booker can look at. He can look at Chris Paul and be like, look, look um, this guy's Chris Paul, man. Like he's a, a all NBA player, one of the best point guards of live. Of course, I'm going to listen to him, right? Yeah. So definitely, I think that that's something that can be brought into Phoenix. But like I said, it doesn't really push the needle to me, bro. Yeah, I'm just really big Devin Booker fan. It's a bias. I can tell, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big book <laughs> fan too. I think Book's yeah. game is pure. Yeah. But I think I need to see more from him. I need to see him really take a team and take it to the next level before I put him into that elite category, right? Yeah. Because right now he's kind of like in that, you know, star, all-star, board on all-star thing. Take that next step and take a team and really carry a team and then prove to me like that, right? Yeah, true. All right, last NBA topic I want to talk about is Fred Van Vliet went on JJ Reddick's podcast and said he won his championship already. He wants to get paid. Do you like the guys talking about that in the media saying, I don't care. I won my title already. I want to make money now. I mean, did he say it like that or we just... That's, uh... I think the quote, the quote pretty much said is, I already won my. T- I want to get paid. I already won my title. For me, it's something I got. I want to get paid. Okay, let's just think about it from a perspective from Fred Van Vliet's perspective. He's somewhat of like a six-man slash role player, we would say, on a good team. Or are you saying he's starting point guard for your team? I think for me, I think I think he's the next next in line to take over the Raptors' starting point guard position, right? I don't think it'd be. Can you build a team around Fred Van Vliet? No. Okay. So Fred Van V, probably a smart human being that he is, realizes I want a championship in Toronto. He has a deal with Roots for life, I think, where they, he's got money. And Canada, I guess, I don't think he probably wants to stay in Canada anymore, even though I think he should because there's more well, opportunities. Why, though? Like, I, see, I'll, okay, to continue on. There's more opportunities in Canada for a player to be like, yeah, but I guess they just don't like being taxed. That's one of the, one of the biggest things, right? And they don't probably like the cold. So I'm thinking Fred Van Vliet's perspective, he's not a superstar. I mean, he probably can get to a star level, but he's not a superstar. He's won his championship, first championship in Canada. That's a big meaning to him. He's done it, and he's a role player, and now he just wants to get the bag. I don't have a problem with this because we're not going to look at Fred Van Vliet 10, 15 years down the road being like, yo, he was this and this and this because he's not on that level where it's like a LeBron James or these superstars are turning into championships, right? So those players, regardless, get their money and they get the championship. Fred Van Vliet can't go to the Lakers and be like, oh, I want to get another chip. I take a discount. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't work the same way. I understand where he's coming from, and that's my take on it. So, yeah, exactly. My same take is this. Like, um, you're right, absolutely right. Like, Fred Van Vliet was undrafted, played in the G League, worked his way up from the Raptors. Depth of me, a guy that did not play, worked his way up to the sixth man. Legit came from so, nothing. He legit came from nothing. He worked yeah. his whole way up to become the sixth man. He was in the sixth man of the year contention the last two years. Probably should have won it. One yeah, should have won it, yeah. He should have won at least, not, not this year, the year before, right? Um, you know, he's really cemented himself as a true, you know, sixth man, scoring, potentially starting point guard in this league, yeah. right? 
with that being said, though, he's absolutely right. Like, he needs – like, he wants to get that contract where he can set up his family for a future success, right? Yeah, he's not going to take, take a discount from the Raptors or any team, right? And although although I think it's some of it smart at his point where he's telling everybody that, look, I want to get paid. So if the Raptors want to re-sign, they're going to be, oh, take a discount. He's already put out there that I'm not taking yeah. a discount, right? I want yeah. to get paid. If you want me, you got to compete with everybody else to keep me, right? Yeah. Now – I absolutely agree where, you know, of course, these stars come, they get automatic, automatic max deals, max, not even got to negotiate numbers or anything like that, yeah. right? For a guy like Fred, if you can get yourself, for example, if the Raptors offer you 20 million, right? And, but the Knicks are, or the Detroit or Charlotte or somebody's offering you 25 30, 40, million. Yeah, I think he's 30, 40 from those teams, to be honest. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. I think, I think how it works is the max you can get is, up to, I think maybe 30 million, right? Now, yeah. if a team offers you that much money and it's a $10 million disparity, yeah. by all means, man, you're stupid if you don't take that, right? You yeah. won your title, you proved to everybody you were an integral part of the championship team, right? Yeah. Get your money, get that bag, right? Whereas, yeah. uh, like you said, for stars, for star players, you're going to get the bag regardless, right? With endorsement deals and stuff like that. You're going to get a max deal regardless, right? Yeah. For that, for like, for, for those superstar players, it's more about building your legacy, building yourself like that, right? Yeah. Whereas for guys that come from nothing like Fred Van Vliet, for, you know, role players or not that superstar level player, it's about, you know, maximizing your profit for when you're in the league, right? You're, only gonna, you're not going to play for 20, 25 years, right? You're going to be playing for 10, maybe 15 years if you're lucky, right? Yeah. Maybe even less than that, right? Yeah. Barring any injuries, right? You want to make sure you're set up for success, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I have no, absolutely zero problem with a guy like Fred Van Vliet saying, look, I want to... Because we all know it at the end of the day. What do you play this game for? You play to win, of course. We also play to make money, right? You know how hard it is to be a professional athlete? Yeah. If I was a professional athlete, to be honest with you, if I was a professional athlete, of course I want to win a title, but I'd want to get the bag. For... I mean, that title is cool and everything, right? But I want the bag, bro. Like, I, yeah. like, I worked my whole ass in my whole life to get to this point. Yeah. And somebody's giving me hundreds of million dollars to play a game that I love, right? Yeah, yeah getting a championship is awesome, but getting that bag and setting my family up for future financial success. It's not a no question, right? Yeah. Give me that um, penalty right now if you give me extra 10 mil, right? Exactly, right? I don't even care. If, you, if I have to play in, if you're telling me I have to play in like Charlotte, but I get paid like $100 million over four years, fuck, yeah. I can buy a house anywhere in the world and live there yeah. after, right? I'll just so buy I mean, a chip. Exactly, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like that. But the one thing you did mention though about playing in Canada, and I really love this topic, right? Yeah. Why do you think like guys don't like playing in Canada? Like these American guys. Like I'm I mean, in Toronto I mean, right now, right? Yeah. Literally, there's everything here, bro. Like from Vancouver too. Like there's everything. I don't understand what what because you like because I guess you get taxed more, which is the big thing, right? Yeah. But you're making like I don't understand like why people don't want to play in play in I, this country. I'll ask you another question. All right, so, ask me. Justin Pooney has just been selected. Well, the Toronto Raptors with whatever pick you want to be. We'll just shoot number you the one. number one pick, baby. Adam. Yeah. All right. So you're in Canada. So you got your contract for two, three years, and then you're up and you've just been balling. Like you're balling. And then the New York Knicks come to you, the LA Lakers come to you, and you have all these other teams that want you. And the Raptors thing is hey, Justin, you know you're Canadian. You're, you have the roots, you're born here. <laughs> Or you, we need you here. You're the perfect. You'll be the perfect. Long term, you'll get anything you ever want in Canada. And then the Lakers come. They're like, you're Justin. Look at our foundation. 
You see the banners up there? <laughs> you could be one of those. And we have LA. You know what LA is? The land of opportunities. The land of opportunities. I know you're in Canada. I know you've been your entire life in Canada. Uh, but here's but the thing. The LA man, vibe like, is different. Okay, if, if the Miami Heat called me and offered me a max deal, I would really consider it because there's no state income tax in Florida. And that's more money in my pocket. Plus Sunshine in, every day. Plus Sunshine. I can live in Florida, right? But... With that being said, though, I mean, if I'm the biggest athlete in Canada, right? Because if I play, if think what, if if look at Kawhi Leonard, bro, or look at Giannis, right? If you yeah. come to Toronto, bro, you're not the biggest athlete in just a city, bro. You're the biggest athlete in a fucking country. Facts, right? And for the money I lose by getting taxed, I might make that up with endorsement deals, right? Yeah. Like you think about it, right? You're telling me if Kawhi Leonard hadn't stayed in Toronto, right? Think about how many kids bought those New Balance, that all those not New Balance gear. I own the New Balance. I bought New Balance gear because of Kawhi Leonard, right? Yeah. You look. You think about a guy like Giannis, right, or any player, right? You're telling me I have a whole country, a whole land of opportunity of yeah. getting all these endorsements, becoming the biggest thing in Canada, right? Yeah. That's really hard to turn down, dude. For me, like, regardless yeah. of me being Canadian or whatnot, right? But we're but this is we're both biased because we're both Canadian. So I understand that completely, yeah. right? And I guess like it's hard to say because, like, like you said, like for hockey, it's totally different because there's Canadian hockey players a dime yeah. a dozen, right? Yeah. But for the NBA, right? You look at it like yeah, DeRozan stayed, Lowry stayed, but Bosch left, Vince Carter left, Vancouver Grizzlies left. <laughs> Kawhi left, but Literally. <laughs> yeah. like I mean, like if you think about it, like I don't know, man. Like something about being the biggest athlete in a country should mean just, more than just it. Just yeah, it just sticks. Like yeah, I'd be the biggest athlete that because if you go play in LA, bro, you're not going to be bigger than Hollywood. You're not going to be bigger not. than you're not going to be the biggest thing there, right? Unless yeah. you're LeBron James, right? Yeah, facts, yeah, right. You, if you go to New York, you're not going to be bigger than like the Yankees or certain things like that, right? You could be, right? Probably not, right? If I had a whole country behind me like that, man, like that's just something that's just like, shit, like how do I turn that down, man? Like that is a hard thing to do, right? Yeah, but in, like you did say, man, like the tax thing, the money thing, it's a pretty big factor, man. Like if you mean like I got to get taxed more than what my other counterparts are getting taxed, Right? It's a pretty big thing, man. Like, and for me, like being a capitalist that I am involved with money, like it does make sense at the end of the day where you're like, you know what? Like maybe I do go to the States. Yeah. Facts. I mean, I always thought about this question when I was younger and I'm like, I'm going to be an NBA player. And then all these teams are probably going to come up to me with these negotiations and then I'll have great pitches. Right. And I always said, I would always want to play for Toronto. It's like Vancouver ever got a team. I'd be like, mm -hmm. I'd, I don't care. Like that's, that's the team I'd play for. But when, mm -hmm. but when money, when you see the thing is like this. Way. I was watching a podcast. It's an NFL player's host it, and he's like, when you look at the check for the first time, and all you've ever made in your life is just like the average, whatever you make, and you see that paycheck for the first time, and it's like either a million dollars or it's like a the hundred k's, and you're like, God damn, right? And then for me, it's like if I'm in LA okay the lakers signed me i'm i'm in this tradition now plus i'm in la the thing is i think that's very underestimated is we are canadian 
culture or whatever it is is tailored more towards hockey. At the end of the day, You're as really big loyal. as basketball is in Canada, it's still bigger in LA than it will ever be in Canada. That's just facts. That is, uh, you know, that is true. Like as big as basketball is getting in Canada, right? And it's getting really big now. Like a lot of kids are trying to play basketball or hockey now. A lot of people, of course, the Raptors following, you know, when yeah. it's challenging. But it will never be as big as hockey. Yeah, so Never. at the end of the as day... Much as, as much as we would love to see basketball become the number one sport in Canada and we're producing <laughs> great players and all that, yeah. it will never happen. Basketball will yeah. never surpass hockey ever. whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, right? I will never say ever just because I hope it will, but it probably won't. It never will. It never will. I, yeah, so I will I, put a guarantee it will never. Yeah, never. so like, just say I'm vibing in the streets of LA and everybody's like, oh, that's whoever it is. Like, he plays for the Lakers and I got people just balling on like Venice Beach and stuff because... Ball in like those like the major states in this uh the United States obviously is different. It's totally different. It's like how hockey is in Vancouver, Toronto. It's just a different type of vibe because it's a religion, bro. It's a religion. It's a religion, religion yeah. And for those cities, basketball is a religion where you're you're just a hooper huh? and you're just in that community. And the the culture in like this LA is just totally different than it will be in Toronto, right? It's just it, it is. Uh, yeah, that's like anywhere, though, man. Like you go to like, the culture in New York, you go to the culture in Toronto. You go to, I mean, they're all big cities, regardless of it, right? You're, yeah. All like, the lifestyle-wise, you're gonna have that comfortable, rich boy lifestyle wherever you go in the world, right? Yeah. Unless you go to Milwaukee, where absolutely there's nothing in Milwaukee except snow and cheese. And I would, unless your name is Aaron Rodgers, I don't know oh, why Giannis. you would stay in Wisconsin whatsoever. Yeah. Now we don't know about Giannis yet. He could be on his way out. I would mean, um, say the same thing about Toronto then. But Toronto is the thing was Toronto's got a, the biggest city in Canada. You got everything here. Yeah. Right? But does it does it still equal to LA in your opinion? Well no, LA's got the beach. I don't even think Toronto equal I don't think Toronto's equal <laughs> to Vancouver, bro. I think Vancouver is better than Toronto. You're well, asking see, the wrong guy. So basically it's it's it is what you like and preferences. It's and most basketball prefer, players right? come from you know, you the ball hood. outside and in, in, in just call in the sun, bro. Like uh, New York guys don't because it's New yeah, York, but they're just but... there's different breeds. But like, yeah. it's just a different culture. I mean, I would love to be in a culture where all we talk about is basketball two for seven. I go out on the streets, I'm hooping. I can co- go talk to a guy that's talking about basketball and knows the stuff. Whereas in Canada, it's just like go Canucks, go Toronto Maple right. Leafs. And then, yeah, well, like we, it's, Raptors, we won a championship last year, but I don't know. Yeah, how to yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, it it takes time, man. Like, it's going to take a lot of time yeah, for basketball yeah. to even – I think basketball I think it's bigger than baseball in Canada, right? I don't know if it's bigger than the NFL yet because yeah. there's a lot of NFL fans here in Canada, right? Yeah. Um, but, like I said, like, it's interesting. It's an interesting topic. Why these professionals don't want to play in Canada, especially in the NBA, right? Even in baseball, too, like – the Blue Jays don't really sign big name free agents, right? Yeah. Because unless they're their own, like they brought them up and stuff, but they don't sign like the Yankees or like the Red Sox sign these big name free agents because, like you said, like you do these guys really want those teams? It's just different. It's the just funny like... thing is, though, the funny thing is the Blue Jays are owned by what like Rogers, man, and Rogers are like one of the biggest multi billion dollar company, right? They have yeah. the money to spend, but just nobody wants to play in toronto or canada because like you said the tax or the lifestyle i'd rather again rather i'll, I'll to... ask you are you right are you signing with the blue jays if you're let's just say you're just one of the top players in mlb players are you signing with the yankees or the boston uh red sox 
I mean, baseball is a bit different though, bro. Like baseball, you <laughs> you get you get like three hundred million dollars a year just to like. Yeah. That. yeah. I but mean, you got a country behind you, right? You're Canadian. You got the country behind okay, you. Okay, okay. If you're asking me, bro, I'm gonna stay in Canada, bro. I'm yeah, gonna stay in Canada unless, unless, like Miami or like a state the with Miami, a state. Miami, Orleans. I don't. I'm like. <laughs> If I could, if I could live, even like if, if the hell, if the Dallas Mavericks wanted me to sign, I'd probably sign with the Dallas Mavericks over the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm, simply, be, simply because it's still decent weather in Dallas, right? Yeah. There's no state income. The biggest is no, yeah. biggest thing is no state income tax, bro. I get all that money in my pocket, right? True. Yeah. But as we are talking about football and all this other expansive stuff, let's. I'm oh, sorry, basketball. Let's talk about football. Yes, sir. Your Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Almost oh. shocked the world and beat <laughs> yes. the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. Behind their quarterback, who I forget his name. I think his name was something Gilbert. Yeah. Right? Uh, Gilbert something. Ah, I forget his name. But it's something Gilbert, right? Yeah. Are these Steelers the clear-cut Super Bowl favorite now, sitting at, what are they, 8-0 now? Yes, they are. They're 8-0. Are they the clear-cut Super Bowl favorite? Like, I watched that game because I was like, I had a feeling because I know my Dallas Cowboy tendencies. Oh, it's the game my dearie world. The Pittsburgh Steelers are undefeated. I'm like, yo, they're going to try to bring it this game and maybe even beat them. But I knew deep down inside, it's going to come a time where we had that one play where it's going to be like, oh, god damn. Cowboys can never be. Cowboys can't beat the Cowboys. They always beat themselves. It's just, it is what it is. So I'm watching yeah. that game and I'm like, Steelers. And I had James Conner playing on my fantasy team. The dude dropped like two points. I don't know what happened to him because the Dallas Cowboys could have gave up 300 rushing yards to us if we played in the backfield. That's how bad their defense has been. So I'm watching that game, and I'm like, okay, the Steelers are struggling. Why is this happening? Like the, I've seen the Dallas Cowboys for the last six, like six, seven weeks. Why is all of a sudden they're struggling against the Dallas Cowboys? This is what I think happened to the Steelers. Juju was saying that we're going to be undefeated going into the game, apparently. So that's kind of cool. And then uh, he scored a touchdown, I think, or I believe something happened with the Cowboys where uh, yeah, he, he was trying celebrating. To the, he, he was trying to go to the terrible in front of the field, then he... He kind of stopped into the 40 and said he didn't yeah. want to get clocked. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, that was kind of funny. And I guess the Cowboys got up for the game because, like, yo, we really haven't been playing well this season. If we could spoil the Steelers' undefeated season, let's get up for this game. And then eventually the Steelers were like, you know what, let's flip the switch on, let's win this game. That's and that was the end of that. I think I think what happened was the Steelers underestimated the Cowboys. Like you said, yeah, we're going to be undefeated. They didn't care, bro. Cowboys have been tire fire, dumpster fire all year. Yeah. And then the Cowboys came out playing their best and just kind of, you know, put a little, oh, whoa, we got to, like, take a step. Oh, like, let's, let's pick this shit up, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think the Steelers, as Steelers the clear Super Bowl favorite, I don't think they're the clear Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. Dude, I think Kansas City right now, man. Kansas City's having, like, a low-key, like, really, really good year, bro. Mahomes is playing really, really well. Um. I think Kansas City's scaring me, dude. Like, I think Mahomes, you know, I thought Russell Wilson was running with the MVP, but you know, two of the last three games, bro, he's been kind of eh, a little bit shaky, right? Because yeah. he's got to play perfect. With the Seahawks, like, Russell Wilson has to play perfect for them to win, right? True, yeah. Like, the defense is horrible. Like, it's god-awful. Josh Allen just went flipped a switch and went god nuts, <laughs> right? Yeah. He looked like Patrick Mahomes out there, right? Yeah. Um, but like I said, man, like I think Kansas City looks really, really nice right now, dude. Like I really think Kansas City's firing all those cylinders. Baltimore, we talked about Baltimore earlier before we started recording, where Lamar Jackson saying other teams are calling their plays out. Yeah. Right. 
So Baltimore is like, mm, they're kind of teetering, right? But say you're, the pitch- co- say you're coaching against Baltimore, just quickly. All you know, like, it's, it's just like, I mean, their offense is just so predictable, predictable at this point. You stack and- the box, put a spy on Lamar. <laughs> you're chilling. Game over. You're, who are you going to throw it to? Willie Sneed? Right? <laughs> Willie Sneed. Like, no, like, really, no disrespect yeah. to Willie Sneed. Dad, our boy Willie- Des Bryant, man. Yo, Des Bryant, man. He's getting the red zone. He's lobbing it to Des. I'm telling you right now, yeah. it might actually work. Yeah, like a will. couple times, right? Yeah. Um, but like I said, like Super Bowl favorite so far this year, we're thin, but we're halfway through the season right now, right? Yeah. Um, I think, dude, Kansas City is my number one favorite right now. Uh, Kansas City, Kansas City looks really good. I guess you can't really pick against the Super Bowl champs. You can't, right? But if you think about a couple of weeks ago, they kind of weren't really in the discussion, right? I was like, oh, like Seattle. Baltimore, I don't know, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay right? The, uh, the Saints. The Saints. Right? After the Saints put that beating on Tampa, man, you got to yeah. put them in that conversation again, right? Where like Low-key, Saints a lot won. Of Saints fans, yeah. Like, Saints, but Saints have won five in a row now. Like yeah, the Saints yeah. are on a nice roll right now, too, right? They got yeah. Michael Thomas back, right? So, yeah. I mean, I definitely think like the NFL is kind of like, there's so many, especially the NFC, dude, there's like, Every week there's a different team. There's Green Bay, Seattle, New Orleans, Tampa. Yeah. yeah. Whoever you want to throw in there, man. Like, it's yeah. it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Whereas in the AFC, you kind of see, like, yes, Pittsburgh's undefeated, right? But to me, you know, you just got – Kansas City's there, dude. Like, yeah. they're there, right? Low-key Chicago has been pretty good, too, with Nick Foles. As, uh, as I think they're kind of coming back down to – Earth now, I will never bet against Nick Foles to be honest. I've seen too never bet against Nick Foles when he's playing against Tom Brady. Yeah, every other time, bet against him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, for example, like, what was I gonna say? Like, in the NFC, like, there's so many different obstacles. And it, I was looking, listing off the playoff teams right now. Like, you have New Orleans, Tampa, Tampa Seattle, Seattle Rams, Bay. Green Bay, Arizona. And Arizona, missing one. Just like two, I'm missing. Right now, I'm missing one. Two, I'm missing. That's six. One team I'm uh, missing. You said Seattle. You said all Seattle, the LA, Arizona, New Orleans, Tampa, NFC Green East, Bay. baby. We, we got one team. NFC least Philly. Even Philly, dude, dude. I'm gonna be honest with you. Philly has enough talent to, to win a playoff game. No shot. Right. Like they have enough talent to win a playoff game. If they play, if they play at do not give the Philadelphia Eagles any love. Do not do it. I, I hey, I'm just saying facts. The way the Philadelphia Eagles have talent, I'm saying their talent they have. Carson Wentz plays his best. Miles Sanders, and you know their offense plays their best. And they have you know Darius Slade plays good. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. If they play good, Philadelphia Eagles can win a playoff game. I was sure winning that division. Absolutely. As a Cowboys fan, man, you guys should just give up on the season and just try to get. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking about talent. You talking about talent here? Okay, well, Dak's out though, so I mean, like, the, yeah, if all things are considered equal, right? Like, Dax we're only out. one game behind the Eagles. That's not okay, bad. That's, not, the that's not saying much, right? At all, right? The Giants yeah. are one game behind the Eagles too, aren't they? I think. I think so. Yes, I don't know. they are. They Take are. Take one cons back. Just beast to the NFC. Take one's not. It's it's not. It's gonna be NFC beast for a while, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, what else? What else? We want to talk about the NFL? Oh, I just I had a quick. Uh, you were making the point earlier about uh, playing down to your opponent, mm. and I had a quick question. I was like, yo, a lot of us like, 
isn't it like human nature kind of to play down to your opponent like say you're, going, say you're going into a game right you just got these bad boys you know how good you guys are and then you got these like maybe just players that aren't that great and i i mean i heard kobe one time say this he's like you should never play down to your opponent i don't care who it is when it is you beat that person down to the point they never want to play you again at the end of the day either they take it as oh i got destroyed by this person i never want to play this sport again or they take it as like oh shit, i'm not as good as i think i am so i have to work my ass even harder personally like when i like we play ball all the time when i'm playing against a team that doesn't have the same talent i just play down to their level just because i'm like I don't want to be that one dude. I've seen like, you. I've seen you play. I've seen you play down your talent yeah, level too. Yeah. So I just. I don't want to be that guy where it's like you know this guy's just like just sweating his ass off against these like, you know what? Like sometimes it's fine, but I guess it's your point you were making. The Steelers played down to the Cowboys level, and then they have the human ability, nature, the ability to turn it back up. But I always say there's only a few human beings that I know, or even athletes, that can be like, I'm gonna play terrible, and all of a sudden, bang, switch the switch, and you're there's like, two. oh shit. There's two. Who do you think those two to the, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Yeah, the they just had different mind. mentalities. Though, like, just, the, the mentalities, those guys are just like competitive psychopaths where they yeah. want to like, like you said, crush somebody's soul and then just dump the soul back on them and then piss on their ashes. That's how type of, like most people are like, oh yeah, fuck, we're playing an easy, shitty team. We'll just take it easy and we'll still coast. Yeah, yeah, them, yeah, right? yeah. Those two guys are built different, bro. Those two guys are like the type of guys that are like, you know, we're going to fucking destroy you their throat and choke them out and kill them yeah right? like that saying like don't take your foot off the gas pedal their foot's on the gas pedal all the time right all russell time. westbrook russell yeah. westbrook has that same mentality right yeah and that's what it just doesn't level. work to the level we wanted to but he has the same mentality russell right? westbrook's biggest thing is he tries too hard too hard yeah right yeah not 99 percent of people don't do that they don't try too hard, hard they yeah. try just enough to get uh, by yeah. and that's it right yeah. or to just do enough right yeah Unless you're a competitive freak like a Michael Jordan or a Kobe Bryant, like we said, right? That really just into killing and just demoralizing people, right? Most people are just going to be, you know what? I'm playing this team right here. These guys are five foot eight. I'm My team is average height is six foot seven. I'm pretty sure in a game of basketball, we are going to win, right? <laughs> yeah. So they are not going to try as hard as they can, right? Yeah. Just like the Dallas Cowboys, right? But yeah. that's what makes sports so great is on that one day where you don't bring it against that team yeah. and that little team beats you yeah and you have the opposites the biggest upsets in sports history that we love that's that's right? why i like the format in the ncaa even in football where it's just like a one out knockout obviously the seven game series but do you think those teams in the ncaa like those teams really like don't get their all in those one games well, what was the question again like do you so for example like if you're kentucky and you're playing a 16th seed right yeah. Do you guys still take them lightly? Because in the NCAA, do. it's only have... one game, though. Yeah, I think, I think nerves have. I think the nerves have more to do in the NCAA tournament. True, that could be it too. But I think uh, sometimes they do, just because, like, think about it. If you're Kentucky Wildcats and you have five-star recruits everywhere on your team, and then you line up. Yeah, and then you're playing against a team that's like you know, like maybe like I don't even know a mid-major. Like, we'll just say like George yeah, like, Washington or yeah, something div, like that, like a Div three team maybe. Okay, well, and... Div 3 won't be in the tournament anyway. Keep... <laughs> Let's keep it relative. So you're playing yeah, a okay, smaller okay. Div 1 school. Okay, okay. Yeah, say it like that. And then you're just like, you know what? Like, we, we got the NBA starting lineup here. Like, there's no need for us to out here be like, you know, risk injury or anything. We're trying to be like, you know, play at our full level. And then that team could, 
You know, like sometimes the game is close and you keep it close and you're like, you know what, at this point, I'll turn it up. But as sometimes that team gets the confidence of like, yo, we could beat this team. And that's when things turn around for people is when that you give that team hope and they're like, we could actually beat this team. And that dude that was picking you up from normal half court was just chilling and you're like, I cross him up. Now he's into you and you're like, oh shit. You know what? That's completely true. Like, like I said, like that's where I think like confidence is such a key in sports, right? Yeah. Once you get that little glimpse of confidence, like for me, for me in basketball, if if I like, I'm not a very good basketball player, right? If I now I have improved, okay, yeah. I'll give myself that I've improved. But once yeah. you start that seeing, you know, your shot go in or a layup yeah. go in, you're just like, yeah. oh fuck, like, okay. yeah, yeah, I can do it. I can yeah. score, right? Yeah. Then it just gives you the confidence to do more, right? Whereas yeah. on the opposite side, if you hit a bunch of shots and you start breaking it, you get yeah. demoralized. You don't want to shoot the ball. You want to pass, right? Yeah. That's where I'm thinking, like, in the NCAA tournament, right, where it's not so much underestimation. Yeah. It's more you could lose, you could lose any game your season's done, right? And think about it for those higher, those like those Duke, Kentucky, UNC, those schools, right? If you don't make it to a Final Four, it season's a failure, right? Where and if you can lose one game, anybody yeah. can lose a game, right? Where and that's what goes in these players' heads. These guys are only like 18, 19 years old, right? And you have full stadiums of people, all these fans. And if you don't live up to expectations, you're going to be considered a failure, right? Yeah. Everybody like Skip Bayless, Stephen A., all these guys are going to go on TV. And you know what? The Kentucky Wildcats are failures. They did not make it to the Final Four. They have John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Eric Bledsoe, all on one roster. And they yeah. could not win a national title, right? Yeah. I think that plays more to their mind rather than lowering your – like playing down to your team level, right? Yeah. But whereas in pro sports, right, where, you know, you think about it, like, you look at, like, look, think about it like this. Remember when Seattle was, like, 7-9 and nine with the Marshall into that beast mode run? Yeah, yeah. And they played against New Orleans. They're the defending champs, right? Yeah. I'm sure New Orleans thought they had in the bag because they were the defending yeah, champs. Too, yeah. They were going to play Seattle with 7-9 and nine, and yeah. then boom, right? Yeah. Like, that's considered underestimating. I think underestimating happens all the time in pro sports. Mm-hmm. You look at LeBron, right? Yeah, LeBron, people will get on him so much, right? But the one thing I'll say this about LeBron is he will never cheat the game. He will never take a night off, yeah. right? You look at some guys in the league or you look at some professional athletes, when they're playing against a shitty team, they, they don't care or load manage, right? Where yeah. um, I think that's the norm now where I, I kind of wish in sports, like everybody had that same mentality, but it's just not human nature to have it. Do you think, like, just say, and I'm not, I'm not even talking about pro level because most of us are on the pro level. We, on the pro level. We, we just play on, like, a pickup game. Recreation level. Yeah. So Have just, fun. So what do you want? So, what, like, say we're, we're about to all hoop and stuff. Like, I, for me, if, like, some, like if the other team brings, like, their A1 game and I'm like, okay, these guys are trying to play, like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll play like that too. But if they're playing where, like, I see the level isn't, like, where I expect it to be, again, it's just – for me, it's just like, I don't want to be that one dude that's up here, you know, swatting the shit out of basketballs and just scoring on everyone because then those guys don't want to play. And it's like, is it my fault that I'm choosing to play with them and I need to up my level? Or is it acceptable for me to play down to the level just so it's like, I keep it equal? This is what I think. If we're, if you're playing at a recreation level or something like that, you're playing, I get it, you would have, like, for me, like, it's a problem of mine that I have because I get mm. too competitive, Yeah. right? that like I might increase my competitiveness to another level and I might be considered taking the wrong way, right? Yeah. You're out there, I think, at the recreation level where not all of you guys are going to be at equal skill level, right? Like, for example, yeah. like yours and my level of skill at a certain sport would be a huge disparity, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 
But at the end of the day, we're all there to have fun. Now, having fun and being competitive can still be coexist at the same time, right? If I'm going to play... Are you saying they can coexist at the same time? They can coexist at the same time, Okay. right? Like, if I'm out there, I still want to win the game, right? I still want to play to win. But that doesn't mean that, like, I'm going to fucking, like, hard screen you and push you into a wall, right? Yeah. No, that's the heat of the game that might happen. It shouldn't happen, but it happens, right? Yeah. I think, especially in, like, the recreation of the sports, you need to find that happy medium of, yes, keep it competitive, but also keep it, hey, like, we're not pro athletes, just calm down, right? I think that's the confusion. That's the biggest confusion most people have because... For example, you said you're very com- competitive. I would say I'm competitive, but to a level. I need to know who I'm competing against at the same time. Know. If if I'm playing against all dogs, I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, I'm, I'm about that. But if I'm playing against people that, you know, like are here for a good time, there's a difference because some people come to play for, like you, you've heard the analogy when you're playing and you're into the game and somebody's like, yo, chill, it's just a game. And it's like- uh, We've heard, me and you play basketball on every <laughs> Wednesdays and we've heard that expression quite frequently oh just chill man it's just a game bro it's just yes. a game so like again to me i i, I think i like kind of like psych myself out so like here i got my boys like yo we gotta win the game we're trying to win the game i need you to be the best you want to be and i got the guy on the other team that's guarding me and he's like yo bro just chill it's, it's just a please game just take it easy on me right like, please <laughs> I feel bad for that dude too because I know he doesn't like really match up with me and here might say, kill him, bro. Score on him, score on him. And I'm like, oh. Right? Like, it just depends on like also the, the group you're with, right? Like sometimes, like you said, like if you're playing with a bunch of dogs, like, bro, you're going to get at it, bro. Because yeah. their energy level brings yeah, you yeah. up. Like, you know, you want to keep that same energy. Whereas like you said, like you're playing with guys, oh, we're just here to have fun, shoot the ball, yeah. around, <laughs> jack up a million threes. Oh, I'm just yeah. here to shoot the ball and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Then you're not going to care as much, right? Yeah. But when you're playing, but the greatest thing for me is when you play in those games, like I was like you play in those rec games where the competition level is super high. Like you feel like you're in a professional game, right? Yeah. Nothing beats that in my opinion where it's done respectfully, but it's also, you see the competition level is high. Yeah. Right? Your skill level might not be high, but yeah. everybody's competing. Everybody's hustling. Uh, everybody's running. That for me is something that like really makes the game much more enjoyable for me. Right. Yeah. Like, for me, like, if everybody's the, for example, if I'm playing a pickup game and I get like two baskets, right? But I bust my ass on defense and uh, my team is busting their ass and we're all touching the ball and we're all moving around. Yeah. And we're competing at by all means, right? Whereas yeah. some games where you get guys that just want to, you know what? Pass me the rock, bro. I'm going to shoot it, right? Like that, fuck that, man. Like, yeah. expect, like, you know what I mean? Like, if we're going to play, play the right way. Like, play yeah. the game the way it's meant to play. Yeah. Right? I, I always say this at the end of the day, like, if I'm playing against somebody that's in front of me and he realizes he doesn't have the skill to, like the skill set to be like, you know, I don't really match up with you, but if he brings it a hundred percent and he's really trying to guard me and he's really trying to make me work at the end of the game, I always dab that person up because it takes a lot for you to realize what your role is. I feel like a lot of people don't know what their role is when they play sports. It's just terrible because you can't expect yourself to be Steph Curry just because you watch him and then you're playing against Oh, I, I, I green release all the time in 2K. doesn't mean you're going to green release in real life. Yeah. 99% of the time, bro, you're going to break that shot. Yeah. So, I mean, right. just like for me, it's just like, yeah. So if that person in front of me, yo, if you're playing with a hundred percent effort and you're trying your best and you, you do your best, I'll dab you up. Like I respect that out of a person. Yo. And you know what, you know what exactly what that point is. If you're guarding me and you're much better than me in basketball and, and I'm not as good as you, I want you to give me your best. I don't yeah. want you to take it easy on me because I want to, yeah. I want yeah. to take on the best or the guy who's got my higher skill. So I get better. Yeah. Right? True. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to get better. You're not going to get better any sport you play or 
anything in life, right? Life, yeah. If you just go up against easy competition, bro, you got to consider yourself to a higher standard, right? Yeah. Like, like consider this, like, back to pro sports. The Steelers, the Cowboys were a statement game for them, right? Yeah. The statement game was being Baltimore, where yeah. they played at a higher level than Baltimore. And Baltimore, was a, as a, those teams were going at it, right? Yeah. Whereas you look at on the, the pickup, pickup court or whatever, if you're guarding me and I'm not trying, right? Because yeah. I know that you're much better than me. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to try. Yeah, right? true. Facts, but yeah. even if I'm not as good as you and I D yeah. you up, and I, even though you might get by me, right? Yeah. But I'm going to try to make you work to get it by me, right? Yeah. That's the most important thing. Like, you can shoot over my face, cross me up. Yeah. But if I put my effort into it and I give it my all, yeah. Right? You get used to it. You're up for you. You won if you did that. It doesn't matter. If you scored on me, that's yeah. fine. But if I gave it my all and you yeah. know that mm-hmm. and you acknowledge me, like, yo, this guy actually, like, you know what? He might not be as good as me, but. Yeah. I could see something there. I could see him trying, right? That's yeah. the, for you. That that's that's more confidence for that person that got beat. Yeah, having a guy with higher school accept him, acknowledge him yeah. for that, than hitting a, a basket, bro. In my opinion, because yeah. somebody of a higher standard or higher skill level is appreciating your skill, your yeah. compete level, right? Yeah, so, true facts. That's facts, right? Yeah, but yeah, man. Now, is there anything else that we should talk about? I guess it's been a great podcast. <laughs> I think we should. I appreciate uh, it. Like you said, guys, thank you for all your support. This will be up shortly. Um, and like I said, please follow us on Instagram, TikTok, all social media platforms, all audio platforms. Stay safe, stay blessed, and uh, take care. Peace.